Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Justin Rowland from CatsIllustrated.com for a preview of the South Carolina-Kentucky matchup coming up this Saturday, 7.30 kickoff in Lexington, Kentucky. Television coverage will be provided by the SEC Network. It'll be Brent Musburger and Jesse Palmer with Kaylee Hartung on the call. Saturday night, Gamecocks playing on the road in conference for the third straight ball game to open SEC play here in 2016. Justin, welcome into the program. Glad to have you today. Thanks for having me. All right, let's talk about Kentucky football. Now, the Wildcats were picked to finish fourth in the SEC East by the media back at media days during the summer. But the Wildcats come out, drop their first two ball games, and really have not looked good early in the season. Justin, is that a fair assessment of Wildcat football to this point? Yeah, yeah, I think that it's been a little bit of a disappointment. For the second straight year, a lot of people expected the offense to take a big step forward. They didn't last year. And in the first couple of games, the offense was inconsistent against Southern Miss. They were bad against Florida. They showed the promise that people expected them to have in the last game against New Mexico State, but it's really tough to tell, you know, because New Mexico State's defense really is probably one of the two worst that they'll face this year. The defense has been the huge problem. It's been a it's been a big step back. They've struggled up front. They've struggled at linebacker. The secondary was was expected to be the strength of the team, and it's really tough to assess them because they haven't benefited from a pass rush. But the defense has, has just been flat out bad. It's it's been the worst defense in the SEC by a significant margin. You know, most people thought they needed to be two and one after three games, and they're one and two. 
you know, what's the path to a bowl game now? That's what everybody's asking. So, so that's why a lot of people are a little bit worried about the future with this team. Talking Kentucky football here with Justin Rowland from CatsIllustrated.com. He covers Wildcat football. and You can read his work there, CatsIllustrated.com, part of the Rivals Network. Justin, Southern Miss scored the final 34 points. They rallied from 35-10 down to beat Kentucky in the opener. And then Florida ran over the Wildcats 45-7 to in a swamp. And last week, Kentucky did bounce back nicely with 62 points, a 62-42 win over New Mexico State. And Kentucky had a quarterback change in the game last week. Your starter was hurt on the second series, as I understand it, and then Steven Johnson came in and played very well. Yeah, Drew Barker has apparently had the, the starter going into this season, Drew Barker, high hopes for him, but he's had some recurring back issues. It's been some chronic issues, and he's consulting a specialist, so there's really no telling when Barker's coming back. He's not going to play against South Carolina, so the starter is going to be Steven Johnson, when the, when the new coaches, that the offensive coordinator, the quarterback's coach, came in this year, they were left with a depth chart that had just Barker and incoming true freshman Gunnar Hoke. So they needed to fill out the depth chart. They evaluated about 25 junior college guys, and Steven Johnson's the one they picked from the College of the Desert out in California. He had some big games in junior college last year. He saw a little bit of action against Florida. He wasn't really effective there, although he did lead their only touchdown drive. And then against New Mexico State, he was 17 of 22 for 300 yards passing, three touchdowns, no picks, 51 yards on the ground. The offense has been a little bit different with Johnson in. They got a lot more run pass options. You'll see him running more read option, maybe more zone read in terms of the running game. Uh, they're going to get him on the edge, roll the pocket, get him the option to run or pass when he gets outside. They're going to use more of the field. And with Steven Johnson in the game, the defense has to account for another runner. And I know. South Carolina struggled a little bit with the Mississippi State mobile quarterback, and the hope has to be that Steven Johnson can duplicate that. We go back to the defense here. The Wildcats have given up over 40 points in all three ball games this year. What's the problem with the defense? Well, the defensive line had a lot of turnover from last season, and they forced a lot of guys into action that, made, that, that looked like they probably weren't prepared. Matt Elam's been a little bit of a disappointment at nose guard. So the defensive line has gotten pushed around a little bit, a lot of young guys up front. The linebackers have missed assignments, missed tackles. Jordan Jones is really the only linebacker who's played up to par. He's been active and played fast, but Denzel Ware, Josh Allen haven't gotten the kind of pass rush the coaches were hoping that they were going to get. So really up front, you're dealing with a lack of a pass rush and a defensive line that's getting pushed around, and that's been a recipe for really just getting dominated in the box. And teams have been able to establish balance running the ball all over Kentucky and the secondary has had to deal with, with, with really all, all the issues that that presents. So there are really no quick fixes or no obvious solutions for the defense right now. Gamecock Central Radio with Emerson Phillips and Justin Rowland today joining us from CatsIllustrated.com to preview South Carolina and Kentucky. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. We've got a free phone app. It's available on the App Store and on Google Play. To subscribe to the podcast, search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Justin, how hot is the seat under Mark Stoops right now? I know we're only three games into the season, but we've already heard talk early in the year here that Stoops is on the hot seat. Yeah, the fans have been really patient with Stoops. You know, he came in after Joker Phillips really oversaw the collapse of what Rich Brooks had built. And so Stoops had a lot of patience from the fan base. He's recruited the highest-ranked classes in the history of the program, and you see the skill positions are more talented than arguably they've ever been, but they haven't developed in the trenches as well as they could have, and the the team hasn't mentally been tough. They haven't responded to adversity when it's hit. You see him giving up touchdown late in the first half. You see him 
susceptible to these big runs like you pointed out against Southern Miss and against Florida. So the mental toughness of the team is under question. If he doesn't make a bowl game after after his fourth year, you know, ordinarily you would say he's going to be gone. But what Stoops has is a $12 million buyout. And Athletics Director Mitch Barnhart negotiated that after it looked like Stoops was bringing in a ton of talent and had some some momentum. And the Athletics Director is taking some criticism now for negotiating that buyout, which really, you know, if Stoops leaves, the university doesn't get anything. Is Kentucky going to pay $12 million to buy out a football coach? That, that's the big question. That's the $12 million question. And I don't know. I mean, ordinarily, you, you got to think he would be gone, but $12 million is a lot of money. How many wins will Kentucky have to get to this year to get Stoops out of the doghouse? Well, I think the only thing that's going to take him off the hot seat is getting back to the postseason, just because this is his fourth year. And, and realistically, can they get to 6-6? Six and six? They have to beat South Carolina. They're probably not going to beat Alabama on the road, so the best that they can hope for after five games is two and three. They lose to South Carolina. The bowl game is probably out of the picture, and whether they keep him or not, the fan base is going to have checked out. And I think that the question is, you know, do they bring him back for a fifth year? It's hard for me to see the fan base selling enough season tickets in 2017 to justify bringing him back. So I really think this is a must-win game for Stoops, even if the money seems high. Justin, what are some areas that Kentucky feels like it might can exploit South Carolina or take advantage? How are they going to look to beat the Gamecocks on Saturday night? Well, I think they're going to look to the Mississippi State game, and they're going to see what what the Bulldogs were able to do with a dual-threat quarterback. And the hope has to be with Steven Johnson as the starter, they can duplicate their success against New Mexico State. They're not going to have almost 700 yards. That was the most offensive output they've had in any game since 1998. But they incorporated the tight end in the passing game for the first time in, in years, really. And, and C.J. Conrad, the tight end, had three touchdowns. He had 130 yards. They're going to get the ball to the tight end. They're going to spread the field out, hope that their talented skill players can win one-on-one matchups against South Carolina. I know they feel good about their running backs, but they don't feel good about the defense. So the offense is going to have to put up a lot of points and a lot of yards to keep pace. Kentucky tight end C.J. Conrad, a sophomore, named the John Mackey tight end of the week this week for that three-touchdown effort in Kentucky's win over New Mexico State last Saturday. All three of his TD grabs came from Steven Johnson, who will be the starter this Saturday against the Gamecocks. So the Kentucky defense has been an issue this year. They've given up a lot of points, but the Gamecocks have not scored more than 20 all year. So I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Wes Mitchell earlier this week on Gamecock Central Radio. What gives on Saturday night? You know, I haven't watched as much South Carolina or as in-depth as I have Kentucky, but I have a really hard time believing that Kentucky is going to slow down South Carolina entirely. Put it like this. If if South Carolina can't move the ball and score on Kentucky, they're not going to move the ball or score much this year because I don't see many quick fixes up front. I know South Carolina's offensive line has been a little bit of a disappointment this season, but I have, I have to believe that they've got an advantage up front against Kentucky. Teams have been able to line up and run the ball for 200 yards plus against Kentucky all season. I imagine South Carolina will be able to get something going on the ground. I know they haven't generated a ton of huge, huge passing yards or, or, or a, lot of, a lot of stuff in the passing game. Kentucky secondary, the one thing Kentucky secondary has done has, has been to force turnovers. They got six interceptions, and that leads the SEC. 
So, so the more South Carolina can lean on the running game and ease Brian McIlwain in with easy throws occasionally over the top, the, the more success they're going to have. But I think South Carolina's offense will find some success. Kentucky's had success against the Gamecocks. They've won the last two meetings against South Carolina. And, Justin, what are the reasons for Kentucky having success against South Carolina? And do they have the Gamecocks number right now? Well, it sure seems like they have their number. But, you know, this has been during kind of kind of a, a tough period for the South Carolina program. And they've benefited from that. And if South Carolina fans don't need to be reminded about JoJo Kemp two years ago just running out of the Wildcat. You know, he was limping around and he was ripping off like 15 yards to run out of that Wildcat formation. That had to be one of, one of, the, one of the, the less memorable moments in South Carolina history. I, you know, that's not going to happen too often. Last year they went into Columbia and they had success establishing the run in the first half and they really just ran the clock out in the second half and held on. Uh, they, were, they were able to hold on that way. Uh, I, I don't. It's a very different Kentucky team, especially with Steven Johnson under center. I think they're going to want to turn this into a track meet if they can. So I don't see a lot of similarities between the two previous years and this year's meeting. Interesting matchup Saturday night, Justin. I like your comment. You know, if Kentucky does not beat South Carolina, they're probably going to have a hard time getting to six wins and getting a bowl bid. And I think the same could be said for South Carolina. So this really could be a bowl elimination game Saturday night. Yep. And Mark Stoops and, and Will Muschamp are in two very different positions. I think Will Muschamp has a lot more patience from the South Carolina fan base. If he can beat Kentucky, maybe use this as a springboard. Maybe not a lot of people saw South Carolina at three and one after four games, especially as good as East Carolina looked. In, in, in their early season, you know, they had won six consecutive games against ACC teams. No matter how they won that game, they won it. Uh, Mark Stoops really, I think, needs this game more than Will Muschamp does. But certainly a big game for both coaches. And, and Muschamp is maybe where Mark Stoops was two or three years ago in terms of building that recruiting hype and selling selling that vision for the future to recruits. Justin, good stuff today. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. That's Justin Rowland. He covers Kentucky football for CatsIllustrated.com, and he joins us today on Gamecock Central Radio for a preview of South Carolina, Kentucky. Again, kickoff set for 730 on the SEC Network, and we'll have more coming this week here on Gamecock Central Radio. For Justin Rowland, I'm Emerson Phillips. Thanks for joining us. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older in present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 
1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.